Welcome in, everyone, to the Football Addicts Honest Podcast. Great to have Logan back for another show. Um, we'll have good friend Danny Potter on shortly in about 15 minutes. I know we're uh, almost 15 late. Had to finish all these uh, crazy moves here, but it'll be a long show. And I'm probably going to be doing it for by myself <laughs> for a lot of the, the end of it. <laughs> Uh, Mark said he's going to be on soon. I don't know. Uh, sometime. But let's get to it. Um, yeah, Chris is out stomach bug thing going on with him. So, all right, starting off, couple NCAA news things. Um, this. Michigan pass rusher David Ojabo, he tore his Achilles at his pro day. Major blow to his draft stock. But I want to talk about what Lewis Riddick was very angry about on Twitter, and I completely agree with what he was saying. The video of him getting hurt. Uh, I don't have the video up here, but... um. The coaches that were running the drill just picked up the ball and went to reset the drill for the next person. No one went to him, asked him if he was okay until the medical personnel came out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just crazy that that kind of thing happened. Which took a while too. Like, like yeah. he's, he's sitting there on the ground, kind of like writhing in pain for a hot minute before anybody attends to him. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty bad indictment on that. I don't know who runs those. I feel like it's maybe, I don't know if it's NFL coaches or if it's Michigan staff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be usually there'll be position coaches for some teams at each pro day and they will ask the school to do certain drills and they'll usually run them. Right. But it's a bad look for those coaches and it's a bad look for the scouts too. You can kind of just see them in the background. Um, <laughs> just not reacting. Um, yeah. that, that is the biggest takeaway, uh, I think from this, because I think it's going to sink his draft stock a little bit. Um, but I still expect him to be like a first round talent. Yeah, I do too. Uh, you know, I know I saw one thing, um, person comparing it to Cam Akers, who came back very a lot earlier than people thought, and I believe that was eight months, or no, it was, it was small, shorter than that. I think it was six months. Yeah, because he injured it in July, came back for the playoffs. Yep. So. You know, maybe yeah, that's a possibility. Could maybe get back by the start of the season. Um, but if not, you know, he probably won't miss too many games, even if it is the longer route, eight or nine months. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on his progress. But yeah, that was the that was the biggest thing that I had for that. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous that no one helped him or asked how he was. 
Um, other pro day news. It is a big week for quarterback prospects. Uh, today was Pitt's pro day. Kenny Pickett worked out. Uh, I heard he was flawless. 56 scripted throws. Uh, some showing his arm strength and other um, specific throws that they wanted to see. He also got his hands remeasured and <laughs> with uh, an eighth inch bigger. At, at his oh, nice. <laughs> eight and five eighths. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. But um, yeah, that was today. Uh, tomorrow is Liberty's Pro Day for Malik Willis. Wednesday is Ole Miss for Matt Corral. And then Thursday we have Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati. So watch out for updates from those pro days, see how the quarterbacks are doing. And also who is there is also a big, big thing to take mm-hmm. out what teams are there and who specifically from the teams are there. Yep. Yep. The more resources you see devoted to these pro days, the more you can kind of read between the lines and gauge the interest. So, yeah, I know, uh, Panthers GM, Scott Fitter was at Pitt today. Um, missed out on Deshaun Watson, which we'll get to. So I, you know, I wanted to go to to the Steelers to stay in (laughs) Pittsburgh, but if he goes to the Panthers, I'm, I'm fine with that too. As long as it's one of my teams. Not that's not the Eagles. Not the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is, is our guy. Uh, yep. but Fitter is a Pittsburgh native, former minority owner uh with the Steelers as well. So or not Fitter. David Tepper, the the mm-hmm. Panthers owner. Owner. Yep. Yeah. Uh okay. NFL news. Just start general stuff before we get into the trades. Uh, Rams left tackle Andrew Whitworth retired. Everyone knew that was going to happen. They re-signed Joseph Noteboon last week, uh, a couple weeks ago. So, um, I don't know. It always comes up when people retire. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer necessarily. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I've been hearing, I've been hearing not only Hall of Fame buzz, but first ballot buzz around Whitworth. Now, I don't know if first ballot, if I'm necessarily buying into that, but man, he did really have a long career and a lot of sustained success. And at that position, that sometimes is maybe enough to kind of like move that needle. Especially now that he has a ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Granted, I'm trying to think of who, because that's always the question: was was he the best or top three at his position uh, for a majority of his career? And I really am just blanking on who was that left tackle throughout his entire career. Uh. Jason Peters, I would put Jason Peters in over uh, Andrew Whitworth, more than likely. Um, that's not being Eagles biased, but he, he, I think Jason Peters was better than Whitworth. Um, that's really the only other one that I can think of 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any any other tackles right now. Well, it's hard because he's had such a long career. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We we'll see when uh, twenty twenty seven comes around. <laughs> uh, the there were two overtime rules proposals at the league meeting last week. Uh, the Eagles and Colts joined up together, and their proposal was to allow both teams to have an opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. Um, that's all that one says. So what that means, I don't know. Um, but then the Titans proposal was a little bit uh, more specific, said allow both teams an opportunity to possess uh, the ball in overtime unless the team with the first possession scores a touchdown and gets the two-point conversion. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely interesting, and I know there's a lot of heated debate about which can't be fallen to changing the OT rules. I am of the opinion that I think the game needs to kind of go to allowing each team to have a possession because I know that a lot of the argument is, right, well, just play better defense, right? Um, I mean, but that sentiment is still there, if you give both teams a possession, right? Both yeah. teams will still have to play defense. So that's my opinion. Um, I like the little flavor there of the two-point play. Um, I think, though, you want to take one step at a time. I don't think you want to be throwing too much um, new things. You just want to see how some of these changes play out. But we'll see. We'll see if they, uh, they approve them. Hello, Mark. Hi guys, how's it going? Yeah, we're uh, we're just talking about the uh, the overtime proposals here at the league meetings. Um, Eagles and Colts joining together to just generally put out that both teams should get a possession in overtime, uh, and then Titans said both teams should get a possession only if the first team scores a touchdown and gets a two point conversion. Um, so I, I kind of like that. I mean, I, you know, you, you know how I feel about this. I call it a communist sport that you can end in a, in a tie. That's jokingly, um, you're going to lose some of the buzz because everybody keeps talking, talking about it when there is a tie, but I do actually favor, I tend to lean towards what the Titans proposed. Yeah. What's up, Danny? What's <laughs> up? We we started like 15 minutes late, so. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll get to De- Devante shortly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I like the uh, Titans thing, kind of like you were saying, Logan. Like little by little, get to where we kind of want to go. And I think adding that they have to get a two point to end the game and not get the other team a possession in overtime would be a nice little stick. I I will I will throw this in there and it, it's a long shot but think about it right and definitely working in in professional baseball now and seeing how it, it really for the players it's still competition in a sport right 
but the spectators in the stands really view some of these events as entertainment. Why not play the entire time? Just play the lot of time. Let's agree on a 10-minute overtime, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's still still scored at tied at the end, have the kickers have a kickoff. How far how far can you kick a field goal? Whoever kicks the longest field, field goals win. I'm telling you, non-football fans would tune into that portion of the game because they'd be like, oh, my God, he just hit a 45. He hit a 50. He hit a 55. I'm telling you, there would be buzz around it. I like horse or something, maybe. We'd, uh, we'd, have to, we'd have to pay the kickers a little bit more then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what – I mean, it's good for the sport. It's like a shootout, right? It's a kickout. All right. Uh, the uh, the Eagles signed GM Howie Roseman to a three-year extension through 2025. That runs concurrently with head coach Nick Sirianni's deal. Very happy. Howie Roseman's – I'm – Eagles fan, but he is one of the best general managers in the NFL, uh, I think, hands down. And he's also making history by signing that extension because uh, he's the only GM to, I believe, ever survive three head coaches, um, three head coach firings. So he's on his fourth head coach, uh, Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson. And now Nick Sirianni. So happy that how he's how he's gonna stay in, in Philly. Um and then the Steelers added three former GMs to their interview list for their open general manager spots after the draft. Uh former Giants GM Jerry Reese, former Vikings GM Rick Spielman, and former Bills GM Doug Whaley. Uh I like Rick Spielman the most out of those three. But I don't know. Uh, okay. Since since uh, Danny is here, we will work the Devontae trade first. <laughs> Take your time. I still have like 20 minutes or so. So if you want to talk to Sean Watson first, it's cool oh, too. Yeah, Deshaun might take a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll go. All right, so went down St. Patty's Day. I was at a bar drinking green beer while this was occurring um, and not paying attention to my phone until my friend said, bro, did you see what happened to Devontae? I was like, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the Raiders acquired Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams for the number 22 overall pick this year and the number 53 overall pick this year first and second rounder that's all it took um to get Devontae Adams I was surprised it only took that much um but as Logan and I were talking pre-show the wide receiver trade market has not been the greatest um when you look at the other two uh Amari Cooper and Robert Woods that we've had um Raiders also signed Devontae to a five-year, $141.25 million deal. Uh, that's $28.25 million per year, I believe. So, 
Danny, you had the floor. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, like you said, I mean, the wide receiver market is not great, but I mean, we're getting a first and second round this year too. And we can re- rework that to, you know, move up maybe, or I don't know. I mean, we still have some room to sign a veteran wide receiver. And then you can also draft some young wide receivers that, you know, fill in some spots. And then, you know, later on we can, you know, work them out where, you know, they'll be successful in our organization. So I, I it, of course it's tough because Devante and Aaron Rodgers had that chemistry where it was so unmatched. I mean, but it's, it could be like Jordy Nelson all over again, where someone else is going to be able to step up like Devante did for Jordy. And now, you know, maybe Alan Lazard steps up somehow. I don't know if he's going to be a wide receiver one, but maybe, maybe he is. Maybe, you know, he did have some flashes, you know, the past like year or so. So you never know. Um, so yeah, it sucks. I mean, it hurt. And the thing that really hurt though is that, I mean, the Packers were offering the same amount. So, and you know, the same exact contract. And he just said, no, I'm going to walk away and play with Derek Carr and the Vegas Raiders and possibly not make the playoffs, especially in that loaded AFC West. But, you know, that was a stab in the back, I feel like. But other than that, I think the Packers are still in a great position as long as they make the right moves, you know, the next couple months or so. Yeah, loaded a couple months or so. Yeah, loaded with the number 22 um, and number 28 in the first round now. it was There was also a spin for Devontae, though. It was his dream always to reunite with Derek Carr, Fresno State teammates, and uh, run it up with the Raiders. And I believe he was a Raiders fan growing up as yeah. well. Well, all I can tell you is that they're not going to Super Bowl. So, I, I, whereas in Green Bay, they had the chance, I mean, the chance to get, at least get out of the NFC and make it to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I feel like he just gave up on them, which is ridiculous. But whatever. I guess he wants to team up with his college best buddy and, and you know receive you know catch touchdowns from him. I I just I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, they had that chemistry in Green Bay, and he really loved the Green Bay too. I mean, he said it in his farewell letter with. There are some lies in there, I feel like, but whatever. Um, he's, just, he's not going to win a ring, and so be it. Aaron Rodgers hopefully wins one more before he retires as a as a Packer. And, you know, every Packer fan would say, ha, look at this, Devontae. So, we'll see what happens, but I don't think he's going to get a ring in Vegas. If anything, he'll just, he'll just gamble all his money away. <laughs> Um, I, you know, the, the wide receiver trade market is, was very weird. I mean, think about the Browns releasing Jarvis Landry, getting nothing. Um, Julio Jones, you didn't even get fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. So definitely was an interesting market. So getting, getting that first round pick is huge. Let's hope that the Packers don't blunder it the way they did with their last pick in the 20th um and i think this is more gonna gonna be measured by aaron Rodgers' performance because let's take a counterpart at the same position uh mr tom brady and anytime that 
people deflected or got injured, they would just throw another piece in there, right? And you would never heard about this receiver, and then that receiver became a really good receiver. So I think the Packers looked at um, Devontae Adams as ex- expendable, and I and you know I know that you're a diehard Packer fan, and I actually secretly root for him too. I don't I don't look at it as a stab in the back. I look at it as this has a lot to do with the management because Devontae said, I want to stay here. And as long as Aaron Rodgers is here, I'm going to be here. Like they're the ones that had to agree to this trade. It's not like he, he could agree to it. He's not the GM. He could say he wants out of Green Bay, but ultimately who presses that button is the GM and the people that are in the organization of the Packers. And we all know, and I would love to see Aaron Rodgers get another ring, but He's got to play better in the playoffs, regardless of whoever's in his on his offense. Well, you know, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe Devontae was, you know, just extendable, and you know, someone else can step up. Like I said earlier, and maybe Devontae was a distraction. I mean, look at the game versus San Francisco this, this past I, playoff. I agree. Like he, I agree with that. He's throwing a double coverage. Like Alan Lazard was wide open, and now he doesn't have that star receiver, and he might not ever have that big of a star wide receiver ever again so now he has the opportunity to throw to the open man and hopefully make a play and and when they traded him my first thought honestly and most people probably wouldn't agree with me i think they might have got better because of what you just said i think that somebody's going to step up he's going to distribute the ball a little bit more and it it, it becomes less of we have to get Devontae the ball and more of hey man we're all in this as a team, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I, you know, look at the run game too. I mean, you got probably one of the best tandems in the in the game with uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And now, you know, hopefully, we can use them a little bit more, uh, focus on the run game a little bit more, and um, you know, then Aaron Rodgers can create plays from that. So hopefully, it works out. Yeah, I don't know. They uh, looking at the depth chart on ESPN right now. It's. Uh... Pretty I know big. it's not good, right? It's not great. Uh, <laughs> not great. They well, need to go on. They need to draft really well, and they also need to pick up they, potentially maybe a, a veteran receiver. You, you mentioned Alan Lazard. They did put the second round restricted free agent tender on him. That's just under four million dollars for that. Uh, so they're keeping him. Uh, and then it's Randall Cobb, Malik Taylor, Dewan Winfrey, Amari Rogers, Chris Blair, and Rico Gafford. God, that's awesome. I heard MVS was still signed, but he's not on the depth chart. I don't know. I don't think they re-signed him. It was hurt. No, nah, MVS is a free agent. Okay. Yeah, he's still a free agent. They're still working that out. Hopefully they're bringing uh, back. But. And, you know, other, you know, receiving position, tight end. Tunyon's coming back from the injury. Um, and then you got the other tight end still there, Josiah DeGuara and, and Mercedes Lewis. But, Yeah. Um, they got to do something. And I, you know, they, I feel like, should do exactly what the Vikings did. They traded Stephon Diggs for a first-round pick, and they used that same pick to draft an amazing wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. But I agree with Mark. It's a, the, the ball's in Brian Gutekunst's park now. You know, he, he's got to make the right move. And the first step in that is asking number 12 
what he wants. <laughs> please, please do not draft another quarterback in the first round. Please. <laughs> uh, um, Logan, any any uh, final thoughts before we go back to Deshaun? Yeah, you know, um, took the weekend. We hit for the cycle in terms of the uh, stages of grief. We're now on acceptance. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think what this is just, I, I think what it came down to is that I think there was just bad blood between the front office and Devontae Adams. We, going back to last offseason, they'd been trying to work an extension and just both sides did not see eye to eye on where his value was. And when I started seeing some of these um, deals coming in for guys like Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, my actual initial thought was, I think Devontae Adams has probably played his last snaps as a Packer. Now that it breaks that, from his agents, by the way, um, that it wasn't about the money. It was just him needing a new um, change of scenery. Um, So that leads me to believe that you know, the relationship with the front office had frayed to a point where he just was not coming back to be a Packer. So flip them. You flip them for as much capital as you can get. Um, now, for the Raiders side, what I will say is I agree. I don't think he's going to win a ring there. That division is a meat, uh, a meat grinder. But I have loved the Raiders offseason and this might be a hot take, but I am of the opinion that each team in the AFC West now has the capability to beat every other team in the AFC West on any given Sunday um, when you look at their rosters. So, yeah, I mean, I just think about Devontae Adams going up against the Chiefs' secondary, which... <laughs> is is swiss cheese and i'm just (laughs) you know so i mean i think it's a great move for las vegas um the packers don't get better by this move obviously anytime you lose the top player at their position it's not a plus move but um i thought they got decent value back and they are going to be able to use some of that value to address the uh the position so i don't know we'll see we'll see how it plays out but good move for las vegas well, yeah. you know before before we move on like this isn't a critique or or it's just more of an observation i think from any fan you know maybe you're right it probably did sour with with the front office but th- isn't that where if if you're ha- if you if there is such a good relationship between him and rogers if you're the gm do you not lean on your star quarterback and say, "Hey, man, you got to fix this because we're we're just as we're better when he's on our roster." Like, do you think that that? My question to everybody that's a Packers fan is, who really is Aaron Rodgers? Like, is he just this big diva, or or is he a leader that keep people together? I think the uh, the Packers are treading very lightly on. <laughs> what they say to Aaron Rodgers right now, regardless of him signing his new deal with them. All it takes is one bad thing, and he's like, fine, I'm going to retire. 
Go get, go play yeah. with my love. I, and I get, but I guess that's the difference between me and everybody else in the world. Is I just tell Aaron Rodgers stuff. I'm not gonna say it because we're live on a podcast. <laughs> F off, like, dude. My job as a GM is to win us football games so you can have a ring. And you're either in or you're out. And you got to go fix this relationship with the best wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. He's he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but. If the Packers, in my opinion, really want to win a, a ring, a lot of it is, Aaron, you got you got to start leading this organization. And maybe the bad blood there is they didn't let him in the past. You know what I mean? Like if you look at LeBron, he, he essentially has assembled some championship teams on his own. Is that, and I know NBA players have far more pull in their league, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, like, you have to see the writing on the wall. That, that's why my question is, even though you lost the top wide receiver at his position, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers doesn't think they're going to be better without him because I think he wants to win a Super Bowl too, and he would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're trading Devontae Adams? Let, let me fix this. So I wonder if Aaron was like, "Go I, secretly, I wonder if he gave him a green light to do that when you, when, when you think about it. Here's what I will say, and reports did come out that he knew about this, right? Um, before he signed. Before he signed, right? So right there before. is kind of the assumption that he greenlit this a little bit, otherwise he wouldn't have re-signed. Um, what I will say is that a lot of this, um, you know, the will he, won't he return, going back to last offseason, stemmed from he didn't feel like he was getting enough say in the right, right. roster construction well <laughs> aaron <laughs> now, now, you're, now you're, you're <laughs> yep now you're seeing tom brady in your own conference unretiring and getting to recruit 80 different guys to build a super team <laughs> you're gonna have to do a little bit of that as well if you want to hope to compete um and you know i think the the packers still have a championship caliber roster but, yeah, I mean, if we go into the the season with that wide receiver room the way it is, uh, that offense is not going to look anywhere near the same. So he is. He's going to have to put on his GM cap a little bit uh, in order to maybe recruit some of these free agents and convince them to maybe take some team-friendly deals. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Rogers. I'm sorry, Rusty. Is it okay if I say one more thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just I, I feel like he sees so much potential in Alan Lazard and the other guys too. And Mario Rogers, I, 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 there has to be something there. I mean, that's that's I think that's why Devontae go. He sees a lot of potential in these young guys. I mean, yeah, go get a go get a veteran wide receiver to help out. But there's if he knew this beforehand, he sees potential in some of these guys. So hopefully they step up. Too bad Buffalo re-signed Jake Kumaro already. <laughs> that would have been nice, actually. That's Aaron's guy. Yeah. Uh, but the Raiders, before we move to the Deshaun trade, uh, Raiders offense-wise is looking very good. Like Logan said, their offseason's been pretty pretty good, just like the rest of the division. Uh, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake at running back, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards at wide receiver, and then – Darren Waller, Foster Moreau at tight end. 
can add Jakob Johnson if you want at fullback as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the Devontae train. Gonna go back up to the Sean Watson trade. The mo the the bigger of the of the all the trades, biggest one. So this thing was crazy from the start. It was the Browns, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. St. Patty's night. The Browns are out. The Panthers are out. So that's the Saints and Falcons. I'm like, all right, he's going to New Orleans. They're going to make it work somehow. Driving down to Panama City Beach, I'm getting all these notifications. Holy hell, the Browns are back in, and they're getting them. Uh, out of nowhere, they were told they were out by his agents. They kept talking to his agents and got it done. And so it's a the 13th overall this year. It's, I, I feel like it was kind of weird, though. The Texans only got one pick this year. Um, it's a first next year, a third next year, a first in 2024, and a fourth in 2024. Or Deshaun Watson and a 2024 fifth. Um, he also signed a five-year, $230 million deal, uh, all of which is guaranteed. $150 million of that 230 is fully guaranteed. Uh, and he surpassed the most guaranteed money in a contract by a lot. The previous record was Aaron Rodgers, 150.7 million. And like I said, his entire contract is guaranteed uh, one way or the other, 230 million total. So almost 80 million uh, above what Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed in his contract. David Mulligetta, his agent did, I mean, an otherworldly job getting this whole thing done. And uh, I've seen him do a lot of other deals. He's been getting a lot of marquee clients. And I had a conversation with someone the other day. I was like, David Mulligetta is approaching Drew Rosenhaus status as top two or three agents in the business. So... Go at it, you three. <laughs> I got one thing I got to leave. So, but one thing before I do leave, I, Baker, what, what are you doing? This the, the letter that he wrote, or the or the tweet or Instagram post. I don't know what it was, but he, he folded. He folded. I mean, there was just rumors going around that the the Sean Watson was going to come to Cleveland. There was there was nothing. Uh, intact there and he just he folded I mean this happened with in Miami with Tua where Deshaun Watson could have gone to Miami but obviously that didn't happen you know, with all the, the cases pending but anyways what is Baker going to do now I mean you really don't he, he doesn't have many options and is he just going to be a career backup or is he not going to have a chance for at least a few more years like what's going to happen to him I, I, I don't know why he did that to himself, I think it was the dumbest thing he could have done in his career. You know, the Browns are decent. I mean, they're making the playoffs. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but, you know, at least they had the chance to, like, get there and 
see what they can do in the playoffs. And now he's just, I don't know. I, I really don't know what Baker's going to do now. And it, it sucks for him, but at the same time, that was a stupid thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Baker overestimated drastically how the NFL views him and his value. You know, I thought, I think he probably thought, you know, okay, well, I'll jump ship and I'll go to Indy. I'll go to a contender or something. And the reports now, especially with Matt Ryan going um, to Indy, are that Baker doesn't have a, a big market. <laughs> so I think he kind of overplayed his hand. Um, he's going to end up somewhere, and he might be in a starting role. But, yeah, I mean, he probably won't end up in a cushier position than he had uh, with the Browns. So. <laughs> I don't, I, just don't, I don't think the Browns wanted him. And I, he saw the writing on the wall. Like, even if they didn't get Deshaun, they weren't going to give him a contract extension. So, I mean, you got to think, even these guys have such high confidence in themselves. I don't think he really cared what his market was. He was just like, I'm leaving out of Cleveland. But on the flip side, man, I was like, when this came out, I was like, Cleveland? Why Cleveland? Well, then you see the contract. I know darn well why Deshaun Watson wanted into Cleveland, and that is a exactly. whole lot of guaranteed money. I will exactly. say this, though. I will say something about the whole nature of Deshaun Watson being on the move. I actually think Cleveland might be one of the best cities to land in after something like these allegations come out. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they'll embrace anyone as long as they win, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? They're, the city of Cleveland isn't going to be as loud as, as some cities about allegations that came out. Whether someone agrees with me or not, it's just true. It's more hardworking. Um, prove your, you know, they'll embrace somebody that you know the grand jury said was innocent. They'll forgive them, and let's see what you can do on the field. Yeah, uh, his contract also, they, they again, uh, David Mulligetta is a genius. They, his 2022 base salary is $1 million. That's it, $1 million. That's his base salary. And he got a lot of signing bonus and uh, 2022 roster bonus. Because in case he gets suspended, your suspension paychecks come out of your base salary. Yeah. You, you don't get any of your signing bonus taken away. So losing a little bit of $1 million is nothing compared to however much he got signing um, and his roster bonus. So, again, it was a masterful job by his representation. Um, and it just continues. The AFC, I mean – they kept one. They kept another quarterback in. And it's just, holy crap, what is the AFC right now? I mean, I mentioned this to someone. I was like, let's just let's just not play the NFC teams. We're just going to have all 16 teams in the AFC play each other for the whole season, and that's how we're going to get to the <laughs> <World> champion. <laughs> because you have, like, two – 
You have like three teams in the NFC. Uh, I agree. I'm with you. And you you legitimately probably have 11 to 12 teams in the AFC that could compete. So it's just ridiculous um, what the AFC. And actually, Field Yates tweeted out the list of AFC quarterbacks now that another one has gone, which is the next trade we will talk about. Somebody said meat grinder earlier, and I, I think that's the best way to explain it. Uh, the list of AFC quarterbacks. There it is. <laughs> this alphabetical order. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Davis Mills, Matt Ryan, Tua Tagovailoa, Ryan Tannehill, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Zach Wilson. <laughs> some of those some of those we don't have to mention, but I get what they're saying. Well, that was just all 16 of the AFC starting quarterbacks right now. Well, I mean, and that goes back to the Baker thing. Like, he might not have a big market, but I see him getting another chance in the NFL somewhere because not every team is solidified at the quarterback position. I think there's only – I can only think of three places – that Baker can go right now and have a chance to to start. That he would have to compete. What? But there's only yeah, one in my mind. The Seahawks. When I say chance. It's you have to compete for the starting job. Yeah, the Seahawks, the Panthers, and um, the Steelers. But they the Browns won't trade him in division, obviously. So, well, what about the Giants? I don't think so. They, they want a veteran backup to push Daniel Jones. They don't want an open competition with Daniel Jones right now. Everything can change, too, once the season starts. It could look a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's many opportunities for Baker right now. Um, he's going to have to accept that he's a backup. And I think eventually the Browns – We'll release him um, because yeah, they're really going to figure out that uh, no one is going to trade for him. And they, even though I don't know what his contract, he's on his fifth year option right now. So that's probably a factor too. Fifth year option, you know, usually the biggest money out of the five year first round pick. And he's first overall. So that's probably a good chunk of, of change. And that's all – that's fully guaranteed, the fifth-year options. So that's a tough situation as well for Cleveland cap-wise. Um, but, I mean, I hate that he went to Cleveland, Deshaun. Um, he's going to roast the Steelers for many years. And I'm just hoping the Steelers can get the quarterback that they they need to, to compete. <laughs> Uh, I am looking forward to T.J. Watts sacking Deshaun Watson, though. <laughs> Many times. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, one thing before we get off, you know, the the Watson trade is that this is still a huge gamble for the Browns. And I mean, they're doing it because obviously he would be head and shoulders above 
any other quarterback they've ever had <laughs> in franchise history. But you just traded away all, pretty much all your future assets. Mm-hmm. You signed him to the um, highest paid deal in NFL history. And I know he didn't get indicted by the grand jury, but this is a man who's still facing 22 civil lawsuits and reportedly right now, none of those um, 22 are um, currently looking to settle. Okay, so this could still get uglier, um, you know, before it gets smooth sailing and the Browns are going to have to potentially still justify um, this choice um, with that context. So it's definitely interesting and it's definitely, I mean, it's unprecedented. Uh, in NFL history, there's there's not really been anything like this. So, yeah. And I love it. it. Also, oh, go ahead, Mark. It also starts the clock on uh, Nick Cesario's uh, time as GM. He's going to get judged by those picks and, and who he decides to go with. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was going with the Texans. I mean, you know, Mark, I am the – Biggest Davis Mills fan that there is. <laughs> he is. Uh, I actually loved that he was their first pick last year coming out of Stanford. And he played very well um, when he got his chances. Just didn't have the roster around him. And I think Nick Nick Cesario, for how weird the offseason was last year where they were just signing everyone that they could, it kind of worked out. I mean, they they figured out that they do want to move forward with Davis Mills, and they're not needing to draft a quarterback with their first-round pick. And now they have another first-round pick. Um, so they can now go ahead with all of these selections and just build around him, build the defense. And, I, I mean, the AFC South is not – the greatest where you pretty much have the Titans and then the rest of the three teams. Right. Uh, Colts are, you know, fringe every, every year so far last couple, but yeah, I think the Texans are in a good spot. And like you said, Mark, as long as uh, Nick can, can get it right. um, I think they'll be very fine. And I don't know. We'll have to see what the, uh, the 23 and 24, picks are as the AFC is so good I mean Cleveland are they going to win the division who knows because the Bengals are so good and the Ravens are decent and the Steelers still have a a championship caliber defense uh, whether Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins or whoever works out at quarterback I mean the AFC North is still not I still think the AFC North is probably the the, the second best division in the AFC. Uh, people could probably make a case for the AFC East too, but um, yeah. I you know I really thought not to keep harping on this. I'm sure you've thought at some point like the great landing spot would be Carolina, right? Like Clemson country is right there. Yes, maybe was, even 
maybe even Atlanta because he's from Gainesville. But I was like, man, it's ready-made. They, you know, they got – they probably would have gave up McCafferty and, and some picks. Maybe they could have kept him. But then I started to think, you know why the Panthers were sold? They were sold because of allegations of, of misconduct by their owner with women. Um, and I think they had another defensive player, like, got physical with a, a female, what, four or five years ago now, maybe a little Greg bit Hardy. more. Greg Hardy. Yeah. And I want – I wonder if that – like, that has to be – his agent knows these things. Does that make sense? Like – hey, let's use Carolina as leverage. Like, I would use it as leverage. Like, yeah, we were really thinking about Carolina when really that's not a city you want to touch because of things in the past. And then, bam, you get a, this guaranteed money. Like you said, just a genius. That, yeah, that, that actually was his, um, his civil suits actually weren't in play, I believe, weren't an issue for Carolina. Uh, the issue for Deshaun's was the contract because I believe that the Panthers were the, the the number one landing spot. They had been courting him. They had been the team uh, that that wanted him for a whole year, and uh, the issue was the guarantees. Uh, Cleveland was ready to guarantee everything. Um. <laughs> All right, Logan. See you guys. Uh, <laughs> see ya. But uh, Cleveland was ready to guarantee everything. And um, the, the Panthers were not going to guarantee the third and fourth round uh, or the third, the third and fourth years of his deal. Uh, the new contract. So that's why the Panthers ended up being dropped out of the running um, because of guarantees, not the civil suits. But it looks like I'm uh, finally by myself. So uh, we will we will get this thing done as quick as I can um, by myself and you'll get uh, just one-sided information, I guess. So uh, but enough on the Sean Watson trade. The other quarterback trade we had happened today. Matt Ryan to the AFC, uh, to the Indianapolis Colts, filling Carson Wentz's shoes. Um, the Falcons gets a 2022 third round selection. That's number 82 overall. That is um, the commander's selection that the Colts got or Carson Wentz. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this was a good deal for Indianapolis. Um, relatively good value for them as well, a third-round selection, swapping one quarterback for the other. And it's, it's interesting that it's Matt Ryan and not Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo is younger, a lot younger. Um, I don't know if they got scared off by the shoulder surgery. I don't know. 
it, it just seems like Matt Ryan is is sort of is sort of like Philip Rivers. It's an older quarterback, not going to play too many years. Rivers, we knew it was only going to be you know a one year thing, pretty much. But yeah, um, it's a uh, it's an interesting deal for both teams, and the Falcons made history with this deal. Uh, they now take on the largest dead money cap hit ever. Uh, that is forty point. Five two five million in dead money, uh, largest ever, surpassing the Eagles and Carson Wentz's dead cap by about seven million. Um. So yeah, I I, I don't know. It, the, does this get the Colts over the top? I don't think so. They still have a great running game in Jonathan Taylor. Defense is still good. Maybe Matt Ryan can make it work. Again, I, I think it's probably the worst division in the AFC. So I think they have a chance. Um, need to beat the Titans, obviously. Texans are always lingering. And they have to <laughs> beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville, something that they haven't been able to do since 2014. So uh, also crazy stats about this. There have been 29 quarterbacks taken in the first rounds from between 2006 and 2016. None of them are still with the origin their original team. Matt Ryan was the last one uh, drafted in 08, number one overall to the Falcons. Um, and the trend continues for the Colts, like we talked about before uh, during the Wentz trade. Um, they will now be. Uh, this will be their seventh straight year with a different starting quarterback. Uh, Andrew Luck, 2016. Scott Tolzien, 2017. Andrew Luck, 2018. Jacoby Brissett, 19. Rivers, 2020. Wentz, 21. And now Matt Ryan, 2022. Uh, the Okay, I think it's good for the uh, Matt Ryan trade. Before we move on to the next trade... Uh, of which we had eight of them. Adam Schefter just tweeted out, the compensation has changed on the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, the Browns now are giving up six selections, six draft picks. Um, so the uh, instead of a 2024 fifth-round pick, uh, going back to the Browns. The Texans are sending a 2024 sixth round pick. Um, and the Browns are also adding in uh, a fourth round pick this year. It is the Lions fourth round pick, number 107 overall. Um, so that's kind of weird. It gets better for the Texans, worse for the Browns somehow. Um, but that is that is how the trade has been changed now okay so the next trade we have here Shaq Mason going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to protect Tom Brady uh, he he 
he is going to a very good roster, and they needed guards. Um, obviously, Ali Marpet retired. Um, they lost blanking on his name uh, <laughs> in free agency. Went to the Bengals. Alex Kappa. There we go. I knew it was coming. Uh, and, you know, a fifth-round pick is is pretty good value, I think, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They they needed to get Tom Brady some help at, at the interior O-line positions, uh, at the guards specifically, to help with uh, Ryan Jensen at center. So now they only had to fill one spot. Um, so good, good for them and good for Jason Lake, GM there. The Titans have acquired Robert Woods from the Rams wide receiver. 2023 sixth is all it took for the Tennessee Titans uh, to get Robert Woods. Now, I don't know if that was because he's coming off the ACL injury, because his contract was too big for the Titans, and that uh, limited the draft compensation the uh, Rams could get. But I think it's a it's an amazing deal for Tennessee, and the Rams offloaded some money. They used use some of that money, possibly will use more of that money um, for Odell Beckham. But if Robert Woods comes back healthy, I mean, he's going to be a great number two to A.J. Brown and a, and a lot better one than – uh, what Julio Jones was, who wasn't on the field as much as they wanted. So I think it's a it's an awesome trade for the Titans. And again, it's another one, another person, another player, NFC to the AFC. It's it's an arms race. You, you better be good. And there are going to be teams that don't make the playoffs that are very good teams in the AFC. So, next one here, uh, the Browns traded quarterback Case Keenum to the Buffalo Bills, 2023 seventh round selection going back to Cleveland in this one. Had to get rid of a quarterback. They signed Jacoby Brissett. Uh, still have Baker on the roster somehow. Uh, added Deshaun. Too many quarterbacks. Had to get rid of one. They found a, a partner in uh, Buffalo to offload Case Keenum and his uh, deal. So uh, interesting for Buffalo as well. They re-signed Matt Barkley. So I guess it's going to be Josh Allen and then um, the Keenum and Barkley may, may duke it out for number two uh, opportunity or since they did trade for Case Keenum, Keenum goes to number two. Barkley is the number stays the number three, like he was last year, behind Allen and uh, Trubisky. Have to watch that. Uh, the last two here, player for player deals. This this player for player deal is kind of crazy. 
I thought that the Raiders could get a lot more for Unique Ngakwe. I think he had a nice season with Vegas, uh, last couple seasons in Vegas. He was doing pretty well opposite of Max Crosby. Uh, the Colts, though, get Unique Ngakwe for corner Rock Yassine, former second-round selection out of Temple, was Rock Yassine. Uh, Raiders needed secondary help, and they got it. Um, they're hoping, they're banking on his development. And um, and Gakwe follows his previous defensive coordinator, uh, Gus Bradley, who had him in Jacksonville and in Vegas. Um, so he follows him to Indianapolis, where we've seen him do great with Gus Bradley. So... I think it's a it's a good move for the Colts, um, and Frank Reich's crew. We'll have to see how Yassine works out for Vegas. Last trade here: the uh, Patriots trading linebacker Chase Winovich to the Browns for linebacker Mac Wilson. Now two different positions, even though they both say linebacker. Winovich is an outside linebacker pass rushing, uh, 3-4 guy. Mac Wilson is a uh, off-ball linebacker, whether that be in a 3-4 or a 4-3. Uh, played in a 4-3 in Cleveland, going to play in a 3-4 in Bill Belichick's defense in New England. Winovich, on the other hand, will have to see in Cleveland whether he transitions to defensive end or if he stays as an outside linebacker on a 4-3. Uh, where he's off the ball. Uh, but the Browns were looking for more pass rush, and both players wanted to change scenery. Uh, Wilson, a second-round selection. I think both were. Uh, Winovich might have been a third-rounder, but, yeah, both get a, a nice new destination for, for them. Okay. Uh, back to NFL news. The restricted free agent tenders. So, mentioned the Packers tendered uh, wide receiver Alan Lazard at the second round level. The 49ers did the same with uh, linebacker Aziz Al Shair. So, again, just under $4 million for that tender there. Uh, original round tenders put out to Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins. So, that would mean a team wanting to put an offer sheet for him would have to pay a first-round pick for Dwayne Haskins because he was a first-rounder uh, with Washington. Uh, and that is $2.54 million there. Also getting paid $2.54 million is Rams kicker Mac Gay, uh, who has been stunning for them. Uh, originally a fifth-rounder, so a fifth-round pick would be the compensation for another team signing Matt Gay to an offer sheet. Um, and then right of first refusal tenders, uh, that means that a team has the right to match any offer that comes in for that player. Uh, but if that player goes somewhere else, they will not receive any additional compensation. Uh, those... Tenders 
were put out for uh, Falcons wide receiver Olamide Zacchaeus. Uh, the the tender is two point four three three million. Uh, also getting the res- right of first refusal, Eagles guard Nate Herbig, Jets kicker Eddie Pinheiro, Saints defense tackle Shy Tuttle, and Commanders kicker Joey Sly. Okay, uh, one reworked deal here to stay. The Chiefs redid uh, defensive end Frank Clark's deal. It is uh, now two years, $29 million, $36 million max for Clark to stay in Kansas City. Good move for them. They traded for him. Uh, hasn't produced as much as they would have liked so far. So they're hoping that uh, the next two years he will uh, – up that sack production and quarterback pressures. So now let's get into re-signings here. There's a bunch of them, uh, and it's by money. So Rams, the Rams signed quarterback Matthew Stafford to a four-year, $160 million extension, $135 million guaranteed. Uh, it's really a three-year deal with the added year on the end. Um or actually this is his total contract, I believe the next four seasons together uh, with the last year he already had on his current deal. Uh, So yeah, the Rams keep spending money and uh, don't know where it's coming from. The magical salary cap situation that Les Snead has created in LA, Um, the the land of the dreams, I guess, um, out there. So sure, why not? Uh, I don't know if, if Matthew Stafford was the sole reason that they won the Super Bowl, yes, he did hit Cooper Cup uh, to set up the game-winning field goal against the Bucks. Yes, he did throw the game-winning touchdown to Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl. But there were also some very, very terrible times. Uh, the Titans game comes to mind. Two pick sixes. For that one. Um, but he has a ring now. And it worked out. So why not, Rams? Uh, the Packers also got Aaron Rodgers' new deal signed by him. Three years, $150 million uh, extension. It's really a two-year, $124 million deal. Again, just added year on the end to help for cap purposes. Um, and that's what I said uh, initially. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play two years. He's going to hit 40 years old and retire. So a couple more seasons for for the Packers and, and their star quarterback there. Uh, the Panthers signing wide receiver DJ Moore to a three-year $61.844 million uh, dollar extension with $41.64 million guaranteed. I think it's a great deal for the Panthers. Uh, it's right in line with the top of the market right now, $20 million for receivers. Uh, Mike Williams got that. Christian Kirk got $21. Um, and Devontae Adams obviously got way more than that. But it's a good deal for Carolina. He is definitely their best receiver and one of the top 10 receivers, top five, whatever, top 10. I would say I wouldn't put in top five, but top 10 receivers in the league. Um, 
just got to find the right guy to throw it to him. So. Uh, the... The Bucks they signed their franchise tagged wide receiver Chris Godwin to a three-year $60 million deal, $40 million fully guaranteed. Again, it's right at the market price, uh, $20 million per season for top wide receivers. Him and Mike Evans will continue to uh, produce at the position, even though I think it's a, it's a nice deal for Chris Godwin. Uh, the Bucks trusted him. They looked at his rehab schedule coming off a torn ACL near the end of the season last year. And uh, they think he'll be fine, apparently. This says that they, they think that. And um, he'll get a, another chance to test for agency in, in a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I, li- I like the deal for that uh, or, or for them. Um, going back to Carolina, the Panthers signed corner Dante Jackson to a three-year, $35.1 million extension. Again, it's a nice deal. I like it. Um, he is by far their top corner. They have him, C.J. Henderson, J.C. Horn. And when they didn't do this with James Bradbury a couple years ago, uh, and they drafted Dante Jackson um, in the second round, it, it's cool to see them doing it now with a guy that replaced James Bradbury. So, uh, the Saints today re-signed quarterback Jameis Winston. Um, two years, twenty-eight million, twenty-one million guaranteed. Uh, That I, I think that's a good deal. I, it the Saints really once they lost out on the, the on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, they were like, okay, you know, we we have Jameis here. He he wants to stay in New Orleans and was producing for them before he got injured. So when he comes back from the ACL injury, uh, should once again be fine. It'll be intriguing to watch though. No Sean Payton there anymore. Uh, Dennis Allen kept most of the coaching staff together, though. So I think they should be fine. Just need some more weapons around them. Um, so the Falcons, we're just doing all NFC South right now. Uh, but they're at the top as, in terms of money-wise. Uh, the Falcons, look at them go. Kickers. Kickers are people, too, uh, as Rich Eisen would say. The Falcons signed kicker Youngway Koo, five years, 24 and a quarter million dollars. Uh, that's a that's an amazing deal for him. Came onto the scene a couple years ago for Atlanta. Is the has to be the best onside kick guy in the league. I mean, I still can't forget against the Cowboys was two years ago 
three onside kicks in a row. It it was crazy, absolutely crazy that he he got them. Uh, Packers re-signed corner Rasul Douglas, three years, twenty-one million. That's a great deal for him, man. Former Eagles second-round pick, bounced around after he left Philadelphia, and signed off the Cardinals practice squad mid-season. Um, all that he did was have five interceptions down the stretch for Green Bay and be their best corner without Jair Alexander uh, when he was injured. So it's it's a great story for him to be back in a, in a starting role. And uh, the Packers thought enough of him to resign him to to a good deal texans they re-signed uh defensive tackle malik collins two years 17 million eight and a half million guaranteed came over from dallas last year in free agency uh liked what they saw and is staying in the lovey smith defense considering that he is now the head coach so a good signing by houston there lions they re-signed defensive end charles harris to a two-year $14 million deal. Again, it's sort of like Malik Collins stays in Detroit uh, where he had success coming over as a uh, defunct first-round pick from the Dolphins signing in free agency to Detroit and had a nice season. Um, so gets rewarded for his efforts in Detroit and uh, Dan Campbell's team. The Eagles – so they initially released Fletcher Cox with a post-June 1 designation. That helps them cap in the future when they get that cap space. But <clears throat> they did re-sign Fletcher Cox now, uh, one year, $14 million. It's a good deal. Fletcher Cox has been one of the staples of the Eagles franchise uh, since he was drafted in 2008. And continues to produce uh it took a bit of a turn since he hit 30 but um again he's a franchise icon and uh it's hard to let those players walk so great job by howie roseman getting the deal done to bring Fletcher cox back uh staying in division the commanders re-signed defensive back bobby mccain two years 11 million dollars um had a nice season coming over from miami did Bobby McCain for uh, Washington last year. It's a good deal for them. Next one I love. You know, I've talked about him a lot. Broncos re-signing linebacker Josie Jewell, um, former Iowa Hawkeye. I, I hate Iowa so much, but uh, love Josie Jewell. Good player for them. Off-ball linebacker they needed to re-sign one of their guys, considering they had a lot of starters <clears throat> that uh, were free agents. So two years, $11 million for Josie Jewell. Good discount for the Broncos and good deal for him. The Cowboys, they re-signed safety J-Ron Kirst to a two-year $10 million deal, uh, re-signing both their starting safeties from last year. Um, they also re-signed safety Malik Hooker as well, two years, $8 million. Um so they didn't get any of the top free agents at the safety position. That market has been a little bit weird, but um, 
they do get both their guys back. The Patriots, they re-signed uh, linebacker Jawan Bentley, two years, $9 million max on that deal. Uh, relatively good deal for for the, for him. Um, not the greatest linebacker, but uh, I think $4.5 million per year is, is pretty good money um, value-wise for New England at uh, the off-ball linebacker position. The Texans, uh, they re-signed defensive back Desmond King, two years, seven million, three and a half million, fully guaranteed. Like that for for Houston. Uh, again, it's another guy returning in the same system, Lovey Smith's defense, and a special teams threat as well, returning punts and kicks. I think. The Commanders re-signed the running back J.D. McKissick, two years, seven million. Uh, that is was one of the interesting things last week when free agency was starting. Originally, J.D. McKissick signed with the Buffalo Bills um, for the same amount, two years, seven million, and then Washington was like, "Oh crap, you want to go to Buffalo?" Okay, here's the same deal. Please stay with us. So, uh, Carson Wentz gets a nice receiving back to stay in Washington, and uh, the Commanders keep <clears throat> one of their own. The Seahawks re-signed running back Rashad Penny, one year, five and three-quarter million. I think that's a fantastic re-signing for them. Would have liked to see a more long-term deal, but I understand Rashad Penny has had injury issues throughout his career. <laughs> um, has to prove that that his six-game stretch at the end of the year was not a fluke. And I'll have to do it without Russell Wilson. Um, and more than likely, Dwayne Brown as well at left tackle. So we'll see if he can replicate it. We'll, was, you know, let's see what the Seahawks do in the draft. So, But... <clears throat> There you go, Rashad Penny back in Seattle for all you fantasy Knicks out there. The Colts re-signed uh, offensive tackle Matt Pryor, one year, five and a half million. Good re-signing for them. Uh, right tackle option for Indy. Going to help protect Matt Ryan um, coming up this season. Patriots, they re-signed kicker Nick Folk, two-year, $5 million extension, $2.19 million guaranteed. Uh, it's pretty solid. I think uh, Nick Folk getting on the older side, but he was still effective for New England last year. <clears throat> so a good deal all around. The Steelers re-signed defensive tackle Montrevious Adams, two years, $5 million. He's had... Uh, some pop, you know, coming over from Green Bay, I believe it was, uh, last year, two years ago. Uh, developmental guy in the rotation there at defensive line. <clears throat> Patriots, of course. Who else? Where was he going to go? Patriots re-signed running back James White, two years, $5 million. Um, again, good value. New England likes to find the value, except for last year when they shelled out the money. Uh, but yeah, James White is a Patriot. He's not going to be anything else. <laughs> the Browns, they re-signed 
Linebacker Anthony Walker, one year, $5 million. He was very good for Cleveland coming over from Indianapolis in free agency and will continue to do so, I believe, on a uh, in on a improved Cleveland defense. The Titans re-signed kicker Randy Bullock, two years, $4.68 million. Again, another kicker that has been relatively solid uh for his team gets a little bit under the five million that nick folk got but you know bullock was was pretty good for tennessee texans re-signed tight end pharaoh brown one year four million dollars good resigning there pharaoh brown has had his moments but you know i think of him as more of a blocking tight end but he is uh six 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 seven something like that so he does have that red zone capability uh for davis mills and the texans texans also re-signed linebacker camu grugier hill one year four million dollars as well he has had a nice career um in houston over 100 tackles last year and uh a key special teams player as well um was good with Miami and now good with Houston and they are keeping him for one more season. The Bengals re-signed corner Eli Apple, one year 4 million. I was shocked that that happened. For one because Bengals fans were outraged at Eli Apple for his very poor performance in the Super Bowl. Um and I didn't know that he was going to get resigned at all. Um, so that was a surprise to me anyways. <clears throat> it makes sense for Cincinnati. They needed help on the back end. And so to keep a guy that already knows the, the Lou Anarumo defense is, uh, I think, a good thing, regardless of how he played in the Super Bowl. The Jets re-signed quarterback Joe Flacco, one year, $3.5 million. It's a good sign for them. Joe Flacco played relatively well in uh, the couple instances he had to, and uh, is a good mentor for Zach Wilson to lean on. Dolphins re-signed linebacker Landon Roberts, one year, three and a quarter million. Landon Roberts had a, had a nice time uh, in Miami. Not going to be playing in the New England-style defense with uh, – Brian Flores, but I believe they kept the the D coordinator in Miami, so it, it will still be similar depending on what new head coach Mike McDaniel wants to do and change for the defense. A couple quarterbacks staying put. Chargers re-signing quarterback Chase Daniel, one year, two and a quarter million to stay uh, as Justin Herbert's backup. Chiefs doing the same with quarterback Chad Henney, one year, $2 million. This will now, now be his fifth straight season backing up Patrick Mahomes and KC. <clears throat> the Ravens, they re-signed fullback Patrick Ricard to a three-year deal. Great signing by them. Uh, Patrick Ricard is just uh, is the AFC version of uh, Kyle Juszczyk in, in San Francisco, I think. Um, you know, he does everything 
can catch the ball, can run the ball, plays special teams. So good signing, re-signing by the Ravens there. Patriots, they re-signed offensive tackle Trent Brown to a two-year deal. He had visited uh, a couple teams, but uh, ends up going back to New England and uh, protecting the front side of Mac Jones. Eagles, they re-signed wide receiver Greg Ward to a one-year deal. Uh, Happy about that. Greg Ward's been a, a good story for Philadelphia. Converted quarterback from Houston a couple years ago. Finally got his chance and has done pretty well um, as a wide receiver in Philly. The Cardinals re-signed tight end Max Williams to a one-year deal. That was an interesting signing um, concerning the Cardinals have uh, Zach Ertz. But, you know, Max Williams was having a really good season before he got hurt. And uh, I, I would look to see the Cardinals maybe run some more two tight ends. If they want to run the ball, if they want to run the ball more with James Conner, run two tight ends, Max Williams and Zach Ertz could get it done. The Texans, they re-signed running back Royce Freeman to a one-year deal. Um, Played a little bit down the stretch for Houston. Um, Didn't do too much, but I guess they like what they saw in practices. Um, And in the limited reps, he did get to keep him on for one more season there. The Cowboys... Uh, intriguing move here. They re-signed for, former first-round pick linebacker Leighton Vander Esch to a one-year deal. Um, has not lived up to the hype. His coverage ability has really been lacking, I think, um, for Dallas. So they wanted Micah Parsons to be able to rush the passer more, and this gives them that capability, at least for this season. The Falcons, they re-signed corner Isaiah Oliver to a one-year deal, former second-round pick for them. Uh, stays in Atlanta for one more season anyways, and we'll see how he develops. Um, the Eagles re-signing a couple other guys to one-year deals. Those two are safety Anthony Harris and running back Boston Scott. Uh, love Boston Scott. He is a giant killer. Uh, he has just annihilated the Giants every time he plays them, and I absolutely love it. So, uh, yeah, happy about Boston Scott. I wasn't so sure about the Anthony Harris re-signing. I didn't think he really did much this year. I think he was hurt a couple games, but I I just was not um, not that big of a fan of what Anthony Harris did in his one season in Philadelphia. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they needed to do something at the safety position. Rodney McLeod and Anthony Harris, both um, free agents, so they brought Harris back. <clears throat> And uh, hopefully it works out. Hopefully they do something else in the safety market um, to fix that position.
And then uh, the Bills, they re-signed quarterback Matt Barkley to a one-year deal. I already mentioned that earlier. Interesting situation, whether it's going to be Keenum or Barkley as the number two, whether they had the battle for that spot, who knows. Um, but Barkley back in Buffalo. Say that three times fast. Uh, the Bucks they re-signed wide receiver Brashad Perriman. So he is back in Tampa with TB12. The Saints re-signing uh, corner Bradley Roby. Got him in a trade with the Texans <clears throat> last year. And uh, liked enough from what they saw. Den- head coach Dennis Allen liked him. So they are keeping him. And the Falcons re-signed running back Cordero Patterson. Interesting nugget on Patterson re-signing with Atlanta. Uh, this is the first time in his career that he has gotten a second contract uh, with a team that he's played for. Uh, didn't do it with the Vikings, didn't do it with the Bears, and now finally does it in Atlanta. <clears throat> okay, so free agency moves now. Uh, the... Biggest money deal we had here. Bills signed Rams linebacker Vaughn Miller to a six-year, $120 million deal. Uh, $51.5 million guaranteed, $45 million fully guaranteed. Uh, he gets $70 million over the first four years of the deal, and that's really the number to look at. Uh, the last two years of the deal are really void years. So 70 over four is uh, more of what the deal actually is. Um, and it's a massive one for Von Miller. And the Bills needed pass rush. You saw that was an issue in the AFC Divisional round game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They just could not get to Patrick Mahomes. Even if uh, the secondary was holding up, they did not have the pass rush to be able to get to elite quarterbacks. So they go out, they sign a guy in Von Miller, has experience, played very well for the Rams once he got to L.A. And he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, it's not a bad thing to have a have pe- that pedigree within your organization. <clears throat> The Ravens, they signed Saints safety Marcus Williams. Five years, $70 million, $37 million guaranteed. The Ravens uh, had to address the safety position. They still have Chuck Clark, I believe. Um, but the secondary was becoming an issue, especially the depth. Uh, they were injury, injured a lot this year in the secondary. Really hampered their defense. So Marcus Williams, probably the top safety in free agency this offseason, gets the biggest money and goes to Baltimore. The Broncos, they signed Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory, five years, $70 million, $28 million guaranteed. This was just like J.D. McKissick, except the opposite. Uh, you know, Randy Gregory was all set to re-sign with the Cowboys, again, just like McKissick, for the same deal, five years, $70 million. And there was a clause that if 
Gregory was suspended again for any reasons. Uh, he would essentially void out his contract uh, or void his guarantees, um, which was an issue for him. So he's like, okay, if you're going to put that in, that's fine. I'll go sign in Denver and go to the AFC. So that's what he did. And the Broncos get a much-needed bookend for Bradley Chubb. Um, and the arms race continues offensively and defensively in the AFC West. The Raiders, they signed Cardinals pass rusher Chandler Jones, three years, $52.5 million, uh, $34 million guaranteed. Again, like I said, arms race, offensively, defensively, it doesn't matter. Might as well put the special teams players in there too um, because the the – AFC West is just loaded with talent now. Um, and Chandler Jones now gets to be on the opposite end of Max Crosby. And who do you block? I mean, I don't have that answer. So <laughs> that's, that's the dilemma for uh, the AFC West and the AFC teams in general when you're playing an AFC West team right now. Who do you block? The Jags, we mentioned uh, this signing, but we have the actual numbers now. Signed Commander's Guard Brandon Sheriff, three years, uh, $52.5 million, $30 million fully guaranteed. Pretty good deal. It's a lot of money to put into uh, a guard, especially when they're, they have Cam Robinson on the second franchise tag. So... I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works out for them. The Rams signed Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson. Three years, $46.5 million deal. Kind of came out of nowhere. His market was pretty uh, stale for a little bit. Uh, a couple days after free agency started, finally gets signed and goes to the Super Bowl champs. So um, that offense could look a lot different. I think Allen Robinson's comparable to Robert Woods. Um, probably better um, athletically than Robert Woods is, but I don't know if he's better at blocking in the run game than Robert Woods was for L.A. Uh, so we'll have to see how, how Allen works out in uh, L.A. with Matthew Stafford and uh, Cooper Cup and Co. The 49ers, they signed Chiefs corner Tavarius Tar- Ward to a three- or $42 million deal. Uh, $26.7 million guaranteed. Great signing for San Francisco. They needed secondary help, specifically corner, very badly. Um, after Richard Sherman went to Tampa last year in, in free agency, um, they really were in a tight bind, and they had injuries at the position, and it was not good for San Francisco. So. Good signing for them. Good story for him as well. Uh, Tavarius Ward, undrafted free agent a couple of years ago. So uh, developed in Kansas City and now in San Francisco. The Jets, they signed Seahawks corner DJ Reed. Three years, $33 million there. Uh, another team that very much needed secondary help and corner uh, help. Get their guy in Seahawks corner DJ Reed. 
pretty solid a couple of seasons for him in Seattle. Uh, maybe not the flashy signing that Jets fans wanted in, um, you know, like, uh, like a Marcus Williams at safety, <clears throat> but I think, I think it'll turn out just fine for New York. The chiefs, they signed Texan safety, Justin Reed, three years, 31 and a half million, uh, 20 million guaranteed fills the shoes of Tyron Matthew who they are not going to re-sign. I think it put out uh, sort of like Eagles beat writer Jeff McLean was saying. Um, it's kind of an indictment on, on Tyron Matthew right now, where the safety market is going, and the fact that Tyron Matthew is still not signed with anyone. Uh, You know, the Eagles may have interest. I, I just think Tyron Matthew is going to have to accept a one-year deal and uh, for less money and see and, and prove it. Prove that he still has not, that he hasn't lost a step, still can play at a high level. And we're waiting to see where the Honey Badger goes. <clears throat> Broncos, they signed 49ers defensive tackle DJ Jones, three years, 30 million, 20 million fully guaranteed. Again, continuing to build up the defense uh, to stop Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Carr and Co. The Jags, they signed Rams corner Darius Williams, three years, 30 million, 18 million fully guaranteed. Another team in need of secondary help. Darius Williams had a great couple of seasons in LA. Um, I believe he was a, uh, he was a fifth round pick, I think of the Rams and, um, good signing by the Jags there. <clears throat> also signing with Jags, uh, Raiders wide receiver, Zay Jones, three years, 30 million as well. Going to help Trevor Lawrence there probably be the number three, I would think, um, behind Christian Kirk and LaVisca Chenault. The Bengals, massive get for them today uh, or over this weekend. Bengals signing Cowboys offensive tackle Lyle Collins, three years, $30 million, um, continues to get $10 million a year like he was going to get with the Cowboys on the last year of his deal. But he now fits in at right tackle. They already signed Alex Kappa. They already signed um, – I'm blanking on the third guy that they signed, but they signed him too. If they go draft an offensive lineman now, I mean, they could do exactly what the Chiefs did last year and fix this thing in one season, uh, theoretically. Anyways. We'll have to see. Let's see uh, how it all fits together in Cincinnati there. The Saints, they replaced safety Marcus Williams with their own free agent safety, signing Jet safety Marcus May, three years, $28.5 million, $15 million guaranteed there uh, for New Orleans and Marcus May. We'll have to see if he can uh, live up to his franchise tag um, that he was on last year in Dennis Allen's defense. 
The Steelers love this move. Signed offensive lineman James Daniels. Three years, $26.5 million. Uh, positional versatility can play, play all three spots along the interior offensive line. So I love that. We may now, as much as I loved watching Kendrick Green at center last year as a fifth-round rookie, might push him out to guard. James Daniels may slide in at center. If not, vice versa, put Daniels at guard um, and keep Green at center. The Chargers, they signed Rams defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day, three years, $24 million, $15 million fully guaranteed for him. Was a big priority for uh, the Chargers this offseason. Had to get um, interior defensive line help for them. So, uh, I love the move. Um, maybe it's not going to be Jordan Davis at 17 now, like everyone's predicted. So, uh, Joseph Day to the Chargers, uh, just head across the facility, uh, from the, from the Rams side to the, the Chargers. Uh, the Seahawks, they signed Chargers pass rusher Uchenna Nuosu, two years, 20 million, 10 and a half million guaranteed. I, Lieutenant Nwosu's been under the radar a little bit, I feel like, the last couple of seasons. Pretty productive pass rusher. Um, just has never been touted as that guy that's going to be a top pass rusher and, and make you game plan around him. So we'll see if that changes. He's getting a big opportunity in Seattle on a team that is, you know, in transition, to say the least. So, but there is a lot of opportunity in Seattle with not many marquee pass rush options there. The Vikings, they signed Bills defensive tackle Harrison Phillips, three years, $19.5 million, uh, $13 million guaranteed. Another team that needed a, some defensive line help uh, interior and on one of the defensive end spots uh, opposite to Neil Hunter. So good for them to get Harrison Phillips from Buffalo. Giants, they signed Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor, two years, $17 million, $8.5 million guaranteed. So there is that guy, like I was mentioning earlier, uh, to push possibly Daniel Jones a little bit. Uh, not so much that he is threatening to take Daniel Jones's job, but they wanted a guy that Daniel can lean on uh, in tough situations and that they can lean on if it ends up that Daniel Jones isn't the guy that Brian Dayball and GM Joe Shane thought they were getting when they signed in New York. Ravens, they signed Vikings defensive tackle Michael Pierce, three years, $16.5 million. He goes back to Baltimore where he started his career. Um, Much-needed defensive uh, interior defensive line help for them. Uh, Calais Campbell is getting older. Derek Wolf is getting older. So they needed some younger blood. I mean, Pierce is not that young, um, but it is at a veteran presence and a guy they know, um, even without Wink Martindale, uh, with, with Wink Martindale moving on to the Giants this offseason. 
The Steelers absolutely love this one. They signed Jags linebacker Miles Jack, two years, sixteen million. Um, kind of funny because they've gotten Jags linebackers in back-to-back years, Joe Schobert, um, and now Miles Jack. But yeah, Miles Jack released from the Jags. I love the deal for Pittsburgh. It's an affordable deal, and I think it's a guy that has been productive in his career and uh, can can continue the legacy of the, the Steelers linebacker tradition. Panthers, they signed Cowboys safety Xavier Woods, three years, 15 and three-quarter million for them. Uh, needed some safety help. Jeremy Chin is more of a linebacker uh, than a safety, so... The linebackers are perfectly fine. Just need some uh, need some safety help, and and I think that's what Xavier Woods will contribute there. Steelers they signed Vikings offensive lineman Mason Cole, three years, fifteen and three quarter million as well. Another guy, just like James Daniels, has positional versatility, can play all three positions. Has done so with both the Cardinals and Vikings, the other two teams he's been with throughout his career. Um, so an- another signing to beef up the interior O line for them. <clears throat> the Jets, they have their Marcus May replacement. It is Buccaneers safety Jordan Whitehead. Two years, $14.5 million. Very affordable deal for New York. I think uh, Chris would be very proud of that deal for for the Jets. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's a, it's a win-win for, for both camps. The Steelers, uh, we mentioned they signed Mitch Trubisky from the Bills. We do have the numbers now. It's a two-year, fourteen and a quarter million dollar deal, twenty-seven million max in playtime incentives uh, for Pittsburgh and the Trubiscuit, as I like to call them. <clears throat> but I think it's a good deal. I I, I like it. Uh, <clears throat> he's gonna have to fight a little bit. I don't. I don't know how much of a fight Mason Rudolph will put up. That is if they don't draft another quarterback as well. So, <clears throat> uh, which Kevin Colbert was at the pit pro day today, watching Penny Pickett. <coughs> Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I like the deal for, for Pittsburgh and Trubisky. <clears throat> the Browns. They signed Dolphins wide receiver slash kick returner Jakeen Grant. Three years, $13.8 million for them. Um, <clears throat> added special teams ability as well. So it's great get for Cleveland, I think. I think they needed some help in the part return game. So um, <clears throat> like that deal for them. <clears throat> the Jets, they signed Texans defensive end Jacob Martin. Three years, $13.5 million, $6 million guaranteed. <clears throat> more of an underrated uh, developmental pass rusher has had some ups and downs uh, throughout his time with the Texans the last couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Jets need all the pass rush help they can get, uh, which there you go, Jacob Martin. The Chargers, they signed Seahawks tight end Gerald Everett to a two-year $12 million deal, $8 million fully guaranteed. Comes back to L.A. where he was with the Rams uh, two years ago. Seahawks last year. <clears throat> um, didn't work out in Seattle. 
and had some moments though. But uh, back with the Chargers, who were looking for a tight end. Uh, you know, Jared Cook is older on last year of his deal, and uh, Gerald Everett gives Trevor uh, or Justin Herbert another option <clears throat> in the passing game there for LA. The Raiders, they signed Bears defensive tackle Bilal Nichols, two years, $11 million, $9 million guaranteed. Um, again, it's just beefing up that interior D-line there. Um, I like the move. Bilal Nichols is is a pretty good defensive lineman, was on uh, a couple of those solid Bears defenses the last couple of years. The Falcons, they signed Raiders corner Casey Hayward to a two-year $11 million deal. Atlanta desperately needed secondary help. They re-signed Isaiah Oliver, like I said. Casey Hayward hasn't had the greatest run the last couple of years with uh, the Chargers and the Raiders, but an option nonetheless for the Falcons and Arthur Smith squad. The 49ers, they signed Colts safety George Odom, three years, $10.95 million dollars. Uh, Odom, a pretty good safety for Indianapolis and uh, Matt Eberflus before he went to Chicago. Um, <clears throat> Odom, I think, can also play some special teams if you need him to. Um, and he will I, be that uh, third safety for D'Amico Ryans and the Niners after uh, Jimmy Ward and Chakwiski Tart. The Chiefs got some help in the receiving game, signing Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, one year, 10 and three-quarter million. Uh, It's a good deal. I think Juju is going to do fine for Kansas City. We'll see how he likes not getting that many targets. Because he does have a little bit of a personality. But um, going to a great squad, uh, I'm happy for him in that regard. And uh, he's just going to... Phil pass, Phil, uh, you know, Phil, Phil, whatever role he's given. Um, after Kelsey Hill and Hardman, I guess. Uh, but I, Juju could be that third guy. Who knows? <clears throat> the Vikings, they signed Cardinals linebacker Jordan Hicks. Uh, two years, $10 million, $12 million max, $6.5 million guaranteed. Love that pick. Uh, pick up from uh, Quesi Adolfo Mensa and the, and the Vikings there. Uh, wished <coughs> Jordan was going to come back to Philly because we need some off-ball linebackers as well. But it's a good fit, I think, in uh, Kev- Kevin O'Connell's defense there. So good for Minnesota. Uh, the Bears, they signed Colts defensive end Al-Kadeen Muhammad, two years, $10 million. <clears throat> Very underrated pass rusher for Indianapolis the last couple of seasons. The Bears are getting a solid defensive end that has developmental pass rush upside. <clears throat> the Lions, they signed Jags wide receiver DJ Chark, one year, $10 million, fully guaranteed deal. Uh, it's a reset for a DJ Shark. I mean, he was great for Jacksonville <clears throat> coming off 
an injury now, broken ankle last year, <clears throat> has a chance to, like I said, reset, play well with Jared Goff. He has other receivers as well. Um, you know, they re-signed Josh Reynolds to a two-year deal. They still have Amon Ross St. Brown on his rookie deal going into his second season. So, I mean, the Lions, the Lions receiving core is not that bad. Chark, <clears throat> Reynolds, and St. Brown. Um, I think Jared Goff um, might have a better season than people expect this year. The Steelers, I love this signing for Pittsburgh, signed Bills corner Levi Wallace, two years, $8 million deal, affordable for Pittsburgh. And the Steelers, again, were another team that needed secondary help at the corner position. Joe Hayden's older. Levi Wallace has been an underrated guy in Buffalo for years. And he's coming to Pittsburgh. There's defense. He's going to play behind uh, one of the best front sevens uh in the game so please leave i play well for us because we're going to need the defense this year and maybe next year too the uh the panthers absolutely love the signing signed rams punter johnny hecker three years 7.6 million uh five million fully guaranteed i mean is Johnny Hecker not the the best punter in, in football? Uh, I know he's the best dual threat punter in football because he is the best trick play artist, fake punt artists in the game. There, there's no there's no other punter that can perform uh, fake punts like Johnny Hecker can. And he's got an arm. He can throw it. So, uh yeah, big gift for the, the Panthers special teams there. The Dolphins, they signed Raiders uh, fullback Alec Engel, two years, $7.5 million. He's going to fill that Kyle Juszczyk uh, role for Mike McDaniel in the new Miami offense there. Love Alec Engel, man. Wisconsin, Badger, uh, <clears throat> and he's, <clears throat> he's good at running, he's good at blocking, he's good at receiving, so... Uh, the Steelers, they signed Patriots kick returner Gunnar Olszewski, two-year, $4.2 million. <clears throat> it's a good move for their special teams. Uh, they need some kick return help as well, so he can do that and punts. Um, so Bears, they signed Chiefs wide receiver Byron Pringle, one-year, $4 million, fully guaranteed. It's a good deal. Uh, had relative success in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. We'll see how he works out with Justin Fields. <laughs> The Bills, they signed Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder to a one-year $4 million deal. Um, interesting move for them. Uh, they let Cole Beasley go, and they get their new slot receiver in Jamison Crowder to, to pair with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis outside. Bills, they signed Bucks tight end O.J. Howard, one-year $3.5 million deal. Uh, intriguing move. He again is coming off another injury plague season. So <clears throat> look for him to kind of try to revitalize his career behind Dawson Knox and uh, that Buffalo offense. The Dolphins, they signed Niners running back Raheem Mostert, one year, 3.125 million. 
again, it's the 49ers connection uh, with head coach Mike McDaniel. <clears throat> Not sure what the Dolphins are doing at running back. They, they've signed a couple now, and uh, we'll have to see. Maybe it's going to be that Kyle Shanahan thing, you know. Who's hot? The committee system. <clears throat> uh, the <clears throat> Patriots, they signed Texans corner Terrence Mitchell to a one-year $3 million deal. Um. Yeah, Terrence Mitchell's been been pretty good. Um, was good with Cleveland. Wasn't that good, I don't think, with the Texans last year, but he'll get a chance in New England. <clears throat> Seahawks, they signed Bears corner Artie Burns, one year, two million dollars. Hasn't worked out. Uh, didn't work out in Chicago after he signed as a former first round pick with the Steelers. So. We'll see. Again, the Seahawks. The Seahawks are like the land of opportunity right now. There's a lot of open spots, I think, on that team, and uh, there's a lot of snaps to be had. So, uh, the Bears they signed Charters D tackle Justin Jones to so a two-year deal, trying to beef up. Mentioned they lost Bilal Nichols to the Raiders. Uh, also, released nose tackle Eddie Goldman. So. Get, uh, get a guy back here with Justin Jones, who's had a pretty good run with the Chargers. Uh, the Falcons, they got their Matt Ryan replacement today, signing Raiders quarterback Marcus Mariota to a two-year, 18 and three-quarter million dollar deal. Uh, I like the move for Atlanta. I think based off the options, which were really Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Jameis was probably always going to go to New uh, New Orleans, back to New Orleans, if they didn't get the Sean. So, the the other the only other option was Marcus Mariota, and he was the best free agent quarterback available. They didn't have to pay any compensation, you know, draft pick wise for him. So, I thought it was a good deal for them, and uh, we'll see how it works out. There aren't that many options in the passing game that are elite right now in Atlanta. Kyle Pitts is is definitely your best guy unless you want to go uh, with Cordero Patterson. And I mean they they tendered Olamide Zacchaeus at the the right of first refusal, I believe. Restricted free agent tender there, so they got some work to do at the receiver position with Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire year. So Panthers, they signed Browns wide receiver Rashard Higgins to a one-year deal. Like that, serviceable third, fourth guy in the passing game. Now we just got to find someone to throw in the ball. <laughs> Raiders, they filled Alec Ingold's spot with a Josh McDaniels Patriots connection. Patriots fullback Jakob Johnson to a one-year deal. Um, for Vegas, Jakob Johnson's relatively good. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how he works out, though. Um, blocking for Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. The Bills they signed Cardinals defensive tackle Jordan Phillips to a one-year deal. Comes back to Buffalo where he started his career. Um, I think that's a good deal considering they lost Harrison Phillips as well. So they go Phillips for Phillips, and. Uh, get that trade in for less money. The Bengals, 
They have their new tight end. It is uh, Falcons tight end Hayden Hurst to a one-year deal. Lost C.J. Uzama in free agency to the Jets. Um, so they needed a tight end. Hayden Hurst is their guy, at least for this season. Uh, the Falcons, they signed Bears running back Damian Williams to a one-year deal, so he will fill a role behind Cordero Patterson at running back. Um Limited in with injuries in Chicago this past year. Texans, they signed Steelers wide receiver James Washington to a one-year deal. I think it's a good move uh, for them. James Washington, he never really panned out. Second-round pick at Oklahoma State a couple of seasons ago. And uh, it's, a, it's a good depth signing. I mean, it's worth a flyer. The Browns, I uh, mentioned this earlier, they signed Dolphins quarterback Jacoby Brissett to a one-year deal, uh, going to slot right in behind Sean Watson. The Panthers, they signed Raiders linebacker Corey Littleton to a one-year deal. Didn't have as much success in, in Vegas as he did uh, with the Rams. So look for him to kind of reestablish himself this year in Carolina on a pretty good um, young defense, I think. The uh, Falcons, they signed Giants pass rusher Lorenzo Carter to a one-year deal. Um, Again, they need all the pass rush help they can get in Atlanta. It's a nice story. He comes home. He's from Georgia, went to Georgia. So he comes back to Georgia (laughs) for Lorenzo Carter. And he's a guy that had, uh, was it, six sacks in in the last five games. So good good move there as well. The Eagles, I love this signing. They signed Colts wide receiver Zach Paschal to a one-year deal. He was a favorite of Nick Sirianni in Indianapolis when Sirianni was the offensive coordinator for Frank Reich. And he comes and gives Jalen Hurts another option in the passing game for this season. The Raiders, they signed linebacker Kyler Fackrell um, to a one-year deal as well kind of replaces Corey Littleton in that uh, Vegas defense there. So good for them. Uh, The Panthers, they signed Rams guard Austin Corbett. Love the move. They're trying to beef up their offensive line as well to protect whoever is taking snaps at quarterback. Um, Good move for them. The Bills, they signed Panthers defensive tackle Daquan Jones. Uh, Good season for Daquan in, in Carolina. I didn't notice him too much, though. That's the only issue. Uh, the Giants, they signed Bills offensive lineman John Feliciano. Again, it's the Buffalo to New York connection uh, for head coach Brian Dayball and GM Joe Shane. Uh, Feliciano is going to play center for the Giants, and he will be Daniel Jones' best friend. The Texans signed a pair of offensive linemen to uh, protect Davis Mills. Seahawks offensive lineman Justin Britt and Jaguars offensive lineman A.J. Can. Justin Britt, a center by trade, uh, can play guard if needed to, but I think they'll have him play center like he did in Seattle. A.J. Can never worked out uh, in Jacksonville. Was 
it, it wasn't the worst. You know, you can get worse than AJ can, but it's a it's a guy that's going to help uh, with their guard spots. Uh, one of their guard spots there in Houston. The Bucks they signed Falcons wide receiver Russell Gage, so that's a massive get for Tom Brady. Uh, fills a, a a need because they they needed to get a third guy. They they couldn't find a third guy. They tried a couple options and never worked out. Um, so they're looking forward to Russell Gage being that guy behind Evans and Godwin. The Panthers they signed running back Deontay Foreman. Uh, Titans running back Deontay Foreman had a, had a good run with uh, Tennessee last year after Derrick Henry went down. So they're looking for more of a, a power back to back up Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard. Cardinals, they signed former Vikings first round pick Jeff Gladney. A corner, have needed corner help for a while um, ever since, you know, before Patrick Peterson went to the Vikings last year <clears throat> but yeah gladney now cleared of all his uh legal issues should be able to join and uh try to uh reestablish his his career in the nfl uh, the seahawks they signed chief center austin blythe so that's that's the uh justin Britt replacement for uh drew lock and the seahawks <clears throat> The Raiders, what do you know? They signed another Patriot, uh, Patriots running back Brandon Bolden. So he will back up uh, Jacobs and Drake there in Vegas. The Jets, they signed Vikings tight end Tyler Conklin, going to pair well with uh, CJ Uzama coming from the Bengals. That two tight end system should be working very fine um, and give Michael Carter options in the run game as well. The Giants, they signed Commander's tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, so they get their new tight end for Daniel Jones um, after they released Kyle Rudolph and let Evan Ingram walk in free agency to Jacksonville. So Ricky Seals-Jones is their new starter there. The Commanders, they signed Jaguars guard Andrew Norwell. That is the Brandon Sheriff replacement on their offensive line. Big hole to fill, but uh, former all-pro and Pro Bowl player for Carolina and Jacksonville. The Panthers, they signed Commander's defensive tackle Matt Ioannidis. I love that signing. Ioannidis was the forgotten guy, sort of like Tim Settle, uh, who got signed before this. Um, And Ioannidis has the Temple connection, played for Matt Rule, I believe, at Temple. And... uh, Looking forward to seeing him on the defensive line in Carolina. The Seahawks, they signed Raiders defensive tackle Quentin, Nel- Quentin Jefferson. Uh, so he goes back <clears throat> to Seattle where he had some success a couple years ago. Uh, the Broncos, they signed Ravens quarterback Josh Johnson. So Russell Wilson gets uh, a new backup in Denver. <laughs> and Josh Johnson goes to his 14th team. Uh, in his career. So that's <clears throat> that's just crazy. 14th NFL team has played in the CFL, has played in the uh, AAF, XFL, and I believe also the USFL. <clears throat> Cowboys, they signed Falcons pass rusher Dante Fowler, lost out on Randy Gregory, needed to fill the opposite side for Demarcus Lawrence, and uh, 
looks like that will be a mix between Micah Parsons and Dante Fowler. The Broncos, they signed Eagles linebacker Alex Singleton. It's a big gift for the Broncos. Alex Singleton's been the Eagles' leading tackler the last two seasons. Um, disappointed that the Eagles didn't like him enough to re-sign him, um, but I, they wanted to go a different route, <clears throat> and they haven't re-signed they haven't signed anyone since that at the position. So uh, the devaluation from Howie Roseman at the linebacker, off-ball linebacker continues, I guess, for at least another week. Um, but yeah, he's going to pair well with Josie Jewell, I think, and uh, give them a couple young linebackers to run around behind a, a pretty good defensive front. Raiders, they signed Commanders quarterback Garrett Gilbert. Uh, he is the new backup for Derek Carr after Mariota went to Atlanta today. So Garrett Gilbert in Vegas. The Raiders also signed Broncos linebacker Micah Kaiser today. Pretty good run with the Rams. I didn't notice him too much when he went to Denver midseason. Um, so we'll see if he can reestablish there in Vegas. <clears throat> The Giants, they signed a couple of guys here. Bills running back Matt Breida, going to be a nice change of pace back uh, behind Saquon Barkley and Devontae Booker, who I think is a free agent, actually. Uh, The Giants also signed Jags defensive lineman Jihad Ward. Uh, Was in Jacksonville last year after a couple of years with Baltimore. That is why the Giants signed him. He's very familiar with the Wink Martindale style system, who they hired as their defensive coordinator. The Bills uh, filling the Matt Breda role and also the J.D. McKissick role that they thought they were getting uh, with Dolphins running back Duke Johnson had an awesome couple of games with Miami uh, where he actually ran the ball very well, which uh, I think – threw off me and a lot of other people because we were like, Duke Johnson actually running the ball and not catching it? It was weird. But, uh, yeah, he had a couple of games where he was just a monster for Miami and um, won't get that uh, with Devin Singletary taking the reins late last season and and going into the season this year as as the guy at the running back position. And also Zach Moss is there still as well. Uh, The Bears – they are not signing Bengals defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi. He actually failed his physical, so he is still a free agent out there uh, recovering from surgery. Panthers, they are looking to continue to bolster their offensive line. They are pursuing Seahawks uh, left tackle Dwayne Brown, 36-year-old, I believe. 36, might be wrong. But, yeah, Dwayne Brown, very good offensive tackle and uh, Panthers are looking to court him to Carolina. And uh, free agent, Cowboys free agent safety, uh, or linebacker Keanu Neal, he is transitioning back to safety uh, for free agency, looking to uh, reestablish himself as a safety in the league. See where he lands. Okay, as far as releases here, a lot of them, a lot of big names, Titans releasing corner Janoris Jenkins. Jack Rabbit is on the loose once again. Uh, Browns, they release center and NFLPA president J.C. Treader. So he is looking for a new team. Um, very good center, I think. Chargers, I think this one was big. They released offensive tackle Brian Balaga. Has had issues staying healthy the last couple of years. 
But when he is healthy, I mean, he has to be one of the right, best right tackles in the league, if not the best. So look for him to get signed somewhere. Uh, Falcons released defensive tackle Tyler Davison. I like him. He's a he's an underrated guy, former third-round pick, um, I, I think. So Browns, they franchise tagged a tight end David Njoku. They also have Harrison Bryant. And they now released tight end Austin Hooper, their big money free agent, a couple of seasons ago. He should get work relatively quickly. The Raiders, they released defensive end Carl Nassib. Sad end to his Raiders career after uh, being the first openly gay athlete, openly gay active athlete, uh, when he announced that this past season. Um Again, though, he's a very good player. I think he should get signed somewhere um, and be in a rotational pass rush role. The Commanders, they released offensive lineman Eric Flowers. Uh, He has really improved throughout his career after a poultry start with the Giants in Washington, has solidified himself as a pretty good guard. so teams that need offensive line help there with Eric Flowers can get it. Uh, the Titans, they released wide receiver Julio Jones, kind of like a second-round pick, just down the drain, wasted. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know where Julio's going to end up. It's not going to be for much money, and it's going to be a one-year deal. That's all I do know. The Bears, they released linebacker Danny Trevathan. Pretty good run for him in Chicago. Uh, aging a little bit now, doesn't have as quick of a step anymore. I think he can still be possibly a for, uh, a two-down linebacker. The Steelers, they released linebacker Joe Schobert. Mentioned that it was one, one Jags linebacker after another. Um, Schobert had his moments, but um, left a lot to, to – to be wanted from his performance. So happy we got Miles Jack. I, I wish Joe Schobert the best um, somewhere. The Bills, they released wide receiver Cole Beasley. Massive slot option if you need one. Um, so I think that he should get work relatively quickly as well. I mean, yeah, he isn't the fastest. He isn't the biggest, but... He has some dominant performances in the slot. And even over 30 years old, I think he can still make a big difference on a team. The Bills also released defensive tackle Starlo Tulele. Um, He's getting older as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe his former team who drafted him in the first round looks at him, uh, the Carolina Panthers, uh, looking for more interior defensive line help. The Seahawks, they released a couple of pass rushers. Carlos Dunlap, who they traded for from Cincinnati two years ago. Uh, I was shocked by that move. He was their best pass rusher by far. Um, And really, the trade worked out nicely, I thought, for Seattle, uh, for both sides, actually. Um, I believe he had eight sacks two years ago when when he was traded. And uh, last year he was good as well. I, I don't I don't know. I think he's probably one of the better pass rushers available now on the market. Um, and the other 
pass rusher they released, Kerry Hyder Jr., who has been one of the more underrated guys throughout his career, whether that was with Detroit or Seattle. Um, Kerry Hyder can be a nice situational pass rusher as well in a rotation. And the Bengals today uh, released corner Trey Waynes. Again, I, th- <clears throat> I thought that was intriguing. They re-signed Eli Apple to a one-year, $4 million deal. And they don't, and then and then they release Trey Waynes. Um, so pick your poison with with that. Uh, I think the the Bengals definitely still needs to work on their secondary. Um, and then some visits, free agent visits are, are going on now that it's kind of that second wave of free agency. Uh, so the Chiefs and the Saints both interested in looking uh, for, at former Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry. Uh, he did have a visit with the Falcons already, so maybe he goes to Kansas City and New Orleans after that. We'll uh, c- continue to monitor that. <clears throat> the Falcons also hosted Bills tight end Tyler Croft on a visit. Um, like I said, uh, Hayden Hurst going to Cincinnati, so they need some depth behind Kyle Pitts. Uh, the Raiders hosted Jags tight end James O'Shaughnessy. Um, just trying to get, you know, more depth beyond uh, Darren Waller and Foster Moreau there. Dolphins, they hosted Saints office tackle Teron Armstead on a visit. I'm shocked that Armstead is not signed yet. Uh, he, I don't have the full list of free agents available right now still, but I would have to believe that Teron Armstead is by far the the biggest free agent left on the market. Um, so, but yeah, he's not, he's not signed yet, and he uh, would fill a huge need for Miami, though. <clears throat> the Patriots, they hosted Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette for a visit. That one is, is weird. I know the Patriots have this weird infatuation with running backs, but they have two very good young guys in Damian Harris and um, Ramondre Stevenson, who they have developed and drafted and I think is a very good one-two punch. As well as Leonard Fournette played for the Bucks the past two years, I don't know if you'd want to shake the confidence of your young guys. That's just me. I mean, they, they re-signed James White, too. They still have some other guys, so I don't know. The Lions, they hosted 49ers defensive end Arden Key for a visit, uh, trying to get some more pass rush there. Arden Key had a nice time in, in San Francisco. Uh, the Jags, they hosted Titans linebacker Rashawn Evans, trying to keep him in division, uh, bolster up that linebacking core after they released Miles Jack. Uh and then finally, the Vikings, they are hosting Packers linebackers and Darius Smith for a visit after uh, Smith's deal with the Ravens fell through um, last week. He is now on the visit tour and possibly sticking in the division in the NFC North to uh, go run after Aaron Rodgers. It's not seen anything else on the Twitter feed, so let's move on to the mock drafts get through this we are doing the saints and the steelers today saints have number 18 overall in the first 
Number 49 in the second, number 98, and number 101 in the third. Those are both compensatory selections. Um, and the Steelers, they have number 20 overall in the first round, 52 in the second, and 84 in the third, all their own picks. So let's get to the mock draft sim here. So starting off, the Jags, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Kyle Hamilton to the Lions, Kayvon Thibodeau to the Texans, Evan Neal for the Jets, A.K. McGuano for the Giants, Trayvon Walker for the Panthers, Jermaine Johnson for the Giants, Derek Stingley to the Seahawks, uh, or Jameson Williams to the Falcons, my bad. Uh, Derek Stingley to the Seahawks, though. Ahmad Gardner for the Jets, Trey McDuffie, for the Commanders, Andrew Booth for the Vikings, Charles Cross for the Texans, Jordan Davis for the Ravens, uh, David Ojabo for the Eagles, Kyrie Elam to the Eagles, Trevor Penning for the Chargers, and we are now on the New Orleans Saints. They re-signed Jameis Winston today, so they do not need a quarterback. Um, they do need to get him help, though, and I love, love the first skill position guy on the board there, Garrett Wilson. I think will help Jameis Winston tremendously um, to to go along with Michael Thomas, and they would have that Ohio State connection there. Um, I think he would pair nicely in that offense with him and Deontay Harris and Alvin Kamara as well. So I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson for the for the Saints here. The Eagles, uh, Zion Johnson there, and we are on to the Steelers. And, yes, they signed Mitchell Trubisky, Mitch Trubiscuit. But I don't care. I've been wanting to do this for the longest time. Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. They moved quarterback all the way down to the second, the last need. I don't know why you would do that. You have a guy in the city that you're in. That would be beloved by the Steelers fans. So as much as Tyler Linderbaum is, is great, as much as Drake London is fantastic, I have to. I have to go Kenny Pickett. I can't not go Kenny Pickett. So uh, Nakobe Dean to the Patriots, Drake London for the Packers, George Karloftis for the Cardinals, Tyler Linderbaum uh, for the Cowboys, Cam Thomas, for the Bills, Traylon Burks for the Titans, Kenyon Green to the Bucks, Boye Mafe for the Packers, Devin Lloyd for the Dolphins, Chris Olave for the Chiefs, Bernard Raymond for the Bengals, Malik Willis to the Lions. There you go, Detroit. Uh, Devontae Wyatt for the Jags, Jahan Dotson for the Lions, Daxton Hill for the Jets, Christian Harris for the Giants, Kyler Gordon for the Texans, DeMarvin Leal to the Jets, Christian Watson to the Bears, the Seahawks get their quarterback of the future. Desmond Ritter, it is. Daniel Fa'alele to the Seahawks. Arnold Ebikati to the Colts. Jaquan Brisker for the Falcons. Sky Moore for the Browns. Sean Ryan uh, to the Ravens. Perry and Winfrey for the Vikings. Tyler Smith to the Commanders. Jamari Salyer for the Bears. Back on the Saints, got Garrett Wilson. 
I'm not going to get, I'm not giving them a quarterback. I, I do believe in Jameis and I think that they need, they're not going to re-sign Theron Armstead. The only issue is it does not look like we have any offensive line, offensive tackles available worth selecting at this spot. Um, yeah, 75 is the next one. So we'll look to get one of those guys down there at the uh, one of the two third-round picks we have for New Orleans. So let's look at other needs. Again, I'm nixing out quarterback. Safety is a need, though. Uh, they did sign Marcus May, but I think they still need some help there. So let's go get one of these two safeties here. I'm going with my boy Lewis Seen from Georgia. Had the play, obviously, of the uh, national championship game, taking the pick six back to the house. So let's go Georgia Lewis Seen for New Orleans. Uh, George Pickens to the Dolphins. Jalen Petrie to the Eagles. Steelers are back up. We got Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. Let's go get him some protection. Um, it doesn't look like there are any linemen available, though. Dylan Parham is there. Um, but, you know, we got corner. Corner is a need. Tariq Woolen, uh, Roger McCreary. I love Roger McCreary. Chad Mooma is very enticing. But we did just get Miles Jack, and we have Devin Bush still. Travis Jones is one of my favorite under-the-radar prospects in this draft uh, in terms of interior defensive line. But they, the Steelers also have Stephon Tuitt coming back from injury as well as um, Tyson Alualu. So I think we got to go corner, and I am going to jump McCreary over Tariq Woolen and uh, go with the Auburn Tiger here. Packers, Nicholas Petit Friere, Tariq Woolen to the uh, Patriots, Darian Kendrick for the Cardinals, Logan Hall for the Cowboys, Kenneth Walker to the Bills, Matt Corral to the Falcons. They get a quarterback. Travis Jones for the Packers, Mario Goodrich for the Bucks, Dylan Parham for the Niners, Isaiah Spiller for the Chiefs, Alante Taylor for the Bengals, Josh Paschal for the Broncos, Chad Numa to the Jags, Damone Clark for the Lions, Brees Hall for the Giants, David Bell for the Texans, Kingsley Enigbare to the Jets, John Mechie for the Jags, Brian Asamoa for the Bears, Ed Ingram for the Seahawks, Calvin Austin to the Colts, Darian Beavers to the Falcons, Trey McBride for the Broncos, hometown product there, Drake Jackson to the Ravens, Kirby Joseph for the Vikings, Fidarian Mathis for the Browns, Leon Chanel to the Chargers, Damari Mathis for the Texans, had a nice pro day today, Carson Strong, there is the quarterback to New York, to the Giants, Nick Benito, uh, for the Falcons and Abraham Lucas to the Eagles. Uh, so the Steelers back up. Do we finally have, and yes, we do look at that. We have Darian Kennard uh, draftable here. Um, I think that has to be the, the top pick. Um, we do need interior offensive line, interior defense line. There's no interior D-line available worth this selection. Zachary Carter is the next one, but as we mentioned at the Combine, uh, terrible, terrible testing numbers. Um, so, yeah, I think it's got to be Darian Kennard. Love the pick. Kentucky guard there for Pittsburgh. 
Patriots, Nick Cross, Zachary Carter to the Raiders, Dalen Tolbert for the Cardinals, Josh Williams for the Cowboys, Marcus Jones for the Bills, Sam Howell, new quarterback for Tennessee. That's intriguing. Isaiah Likely for the Bucks, James Cook for the Packers, Sam Williams for the Niners, Channing Tindall uh, for the Chiefs, Kyle Phillips for the Bengals, Troy Anderson to the Broncos, another Midwest guy there, uh, Tyreek Hill, <clears throat> or Tyreek, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Smith to the Lions, uh, and then we're back on the Saints. So, yeah, they there there aren't any tackles. I can I get uh, Rasheed Walker, but again, we have another pick. We can get Rasheed Walker. I think I don't think the Browns or Ravens are going to take him, but I say that now and then they will. So, <clears throat> let's get Jameis another toy. Um, look at all the tight ends we got here. You know, you can really take your pick. You also have Jake Ferguson down here. That's my guy, but. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Jeremiah's favorite guy. Greg Dulcich had an awesome combine, and uh, I, I think I'm going to go with UCLA Bruin to New Orleans to help Jameis Winston um, because they really don't have a tight end that I can think of um, that is a field stretcher in the passing game. So Greg Dulcich, I think, is going to be fine and fit in in that offense. Uh, Browns go Jeremy Ruckert, and look at that. Of course, Rasheed Walker goes to the Ravens. So <laughs> that throws a, throws a wrench in the plan because now Cordell Volson is the next guy, and he's not worth this pick. So I told you it was going to happen. Uh, now I, I really don't know what to do because uh, we need some help at uh, a position that is not available. But we'll go to the next needs, and uh, the next need that fits with the board right now is interior offensive line. So Cole Strange is on the board, Spencer Burford. I like Cole Strange. <clears throat> Positional versatility, played center at the Senior Bowl and uh, did very nicely there. So I think the Chattanooga center is uh, what we're going to go with for the last pick of this uh, three-round mock for these two teams. Dolphins go with Cordell Volson, Cam Taylor-Britt to the Chiefs, Quay Walker for the Rams, and for the Niners, it is Josh Job at Alabama. So the three picks we have for, for uh, the Saints and Steelers here, 18 overall, Garrett Wilson at Ohio State, wide receiver. Steelers at number 20 go Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pitt. 49, Saints, Lewis Seen, safety out of Georgia. 52, Steelers, Roger McCurry, corner out of Auburn. 84, Steelers, Darian Kennard, interior offensive line out of Kentucky. 98, the Saints go Greg Dulcich, tight end out of UCLA. And 101, the Saints go Cole Strange, interior offensive line out of Chattanooga. I think the Steelers got the best out of this draft. Uh, loved the Saints' first pick in Garrett Wilson. I just, the, the board never really materialized with the next three picks. The Steelers, all three of their picks, I thought, were very nicely uh, fit with the board and what their needs were, um, starting off with their next franchise guy and Kenny Pickett, who I will continue to say uh, he is the guy for Pittsburgh until he's not drafted by the Steelers on draft night. So... That is the show for today. Uh, next week, we will be 
draft preview week one. I know it's different than offseason week six, but I wanted to change it around here. So we will continue to do kind of the same thing, continue to look at free agency on the Monday show. Uh, on Friday this week, I know we didn't have a show this week, but this Friday we will have a, a show. That is picks number 21 and 22, um, which is kind of a redo uh, because it's it's supposed to be picks number 21 and 22. So I think we're going to redo uh, the Texans picks and – we will now be doing uh, the Packers and Patriots picks on Friday. So, but then next Monday we'll be doing the Cardinals and Cowboys picks, numbers twenty-three and number twenty-four in the first round. So, uh, don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. FAAPodcast.com is our website. You can check us out here on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc. Thank you all for watching and stay addicted.